future of podcasts. Move is about to begin with your hosts. Patient Zero and Nikki P. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Patient Zero, one half of the hottest podcast in the world, mixture of variety entertainment. You know what it is. And if you don't know, you better just Google us. And if you don't know, you better just ask somebody. And if you don't know, you better just stay tuned right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is, this is Mixture of Variety, the podcast. I go by the name of Patient Zero. Once again, please give it up one time. Give it up one time. Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, yes, indeed. What's up, everybody? What's happening? What's cracking? What's popping? What's going down? What's the Monday night vibes like? Let me know. 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 Yes, the Monday night vibes. This is Manic Monday on Mixture of Variety Podcast. It's not going to be rapid fire topics like we usually do on Manic Monday. We're going to stick to one topic today, but it's definitely an informative topic that we should talk about. It's one of our main topics that we talk about on this variety show. And that is addiction that's right addiction related topics addiction sobriety and recovery is really what we talk about i have 40 months clean and sober oh yes thank you studio audience appreciate that thank you thank you thank you 40 months clean and sober and that is definitely a big deal it's definitely the longest i've ever had clean and sober i've been trying this for about a decade now And I'm very happy and proud of myself and all that. But at the same time, when you have that much time, or at least for me, I want to give back and help other people. And I've always wanted to do that. And that's one of the reasons why I even started doing this podcast. Big shouts to Nikki P, the co-host of the show. But that's why I wanted to do the podcast. That's why I wanted to, um, that we wanted to do the podcast. We wanted to help others, especially when it comes to certain things. Okay, whenever we can, certain topics, whatever we could actually talk about to help others. And that is mainly sobriety, addiction, recovery, mental health, mental illness, mindfulness, helping people stay in the moment, breathing exercises, meditation, you know, the whole nine. So today, what we're going to be talking about, you can see it in the room already, but we're going to be talking about addiction denial because a lot of people have addiction denial. A lot of people completely deny the fact that they are an addict and it's totally fine and it's totally acceptable throughout society because a lot of people use, especially when it comes to substances and, uh, you know, gambling and sex and stuff like that, they use these things all the time and a massive amount of these drugs, massive amount of drinking alcohol. Massive amounts of, you know, betting and losing money and gambling. Massive amounts of having sex. And people just, they don't bat an eye to it, right? 
They don't bat an eye to it. They just say, hey, that's just what it is. That's just the society that we live in. That's just the United States. That's just the world. That's just whatever it is. But there are definitely things that make you say, hmm, you know? Remember that song in the 90s? Things that make you go, hmm. Well, today we're going to be talking about some of those things because what is the extent of using gambling, having sex, eating food, whatever it is. What is that line? Is there a line that has been dug in the sand that we're just approaching and we're getting close to? Or did we completely pull vote over that bitch? You know, did we completely jump over that bitch? And we are definitely in denial with our addiction. Okay, so for the most part, unfortunately, especially because the world... The state of the world in the last two and a half years and before that, you know, just the state of the world and just how this country is and how everything is in the world, there's more addicts than ever before, okay, in all different type of things. There's all different type of addicts and there's all different type of addicts that are addicted to certain things and with those certain things... You know, it just increases and increases and increases. And there are a lot of people that are in denial. A lot of people that are continuing to use what they use and how they use and how much they use and not look at it as a problem at all. Okay. But addiction, for the most part, nowadays, you probably know an addict. Just like I know an addict. I know several addicts. Recovering addicts or not in recovery just addicts in general, you probably know somebody. And if you don't know somebody, you're probably the addict. Just keeping it real. If you're not the addict, then you know people either in your family, maybe a coworker or two, maybe your friends, maybe a significant other. You know, all these people that are in your life that actually just look like, you know what? Maybe this person has a problem. Maybe this person, it's a possibility that this person has a problem because of A, B, and C. And we're going to go down a list to show what some of those problems might be. And we're mainly going to be talking about drugs and alcohol. But it doesn't have to mean just drugs and alcohol. Like I said, you know, if you're a gluttonous bastard and you just don't know how to stop eating, you just say, oh, nothing's wrong with it because I, you know, get fast food three times a day. And uh, that's where I spend my money on. And that makes me happy. Okay, well, that's fine. But your health is probably taking a toll, right? And your weight is definitely taking a toll. And it just slows you down. And you might have diabetes. And you have all these other things where it's just like you have to look at yourself and be like, damn, maybe I need to slow down. Maybe I need to slow down. Maybe I am a borderline addict. Maybe I have an addiction to this certain thing, which happens to be food. Or maybe you're not in that place and you can't relate to that, but you can relate to gambling. Maybe you know somebody or that you are somebody that goes to the casinos as much as possible and uses most of your paycheck. And then you come back broke because you used it all in the casinos and you didn't win shit. Or if you did win anything, you, you know, you gave it back to the casinos because you wanted to be on top. You wanted to be on top. And like, it's kind of like a, a rush to, to constantly be winning. Right. But then you lose and you have to leave the casino with nothing, then what? You lose and you leave the casino with nothing, and now you're struggling paying your bills. 
or you're struggling putting food in your kid's mouth. You know what I mean? And then obviously the main addiction that everybody knows when you hear addiction is what we're going to be talking about today for the most part, which is drugs and alcohol. Okay. Like what is that denial about? What is that denial about? What does it have to take for you to go over that line? And what is it going to have to take you to stop? I mean, what is it going to take? What is it going to have to take for you to stop and to realize that there's a problem, right? Because the first, the first is realization. You have to realize that there's a problem. You have to be mindful that there's a problem. If you have no idea what's going on and you're just going, you know, a buck 20 in the passing lane until you hit a brick wall, then that's just what's going to happen. Unfortunately, you're going to hit a brick wall. And that's what you call rock bottom. A lot of addicts, drugs and alcohol related, they hit rock bottom. And then that is the point where they realize sometimes it's too late. Sometimes it's too late. But usually that rock bottom status is when you actually start to realize there is a major problem here. You know, there is a major problem here. I had a my fifth drunk driving um, accident or, you know, CPS took away my kids or I, I got evicted for the third time or, you know, all these things. Sometimes it takes something that drastic to put you in that state of mind where, oh, God damn, I really have to make a change. And by that time, hopefully it's not too late. Hopefully it's not too late. Hopefully you realize beforehand. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. The denial. Denial is not just a river in Egypt, right? So like we were saying, it doesn't have to be drugs and alcohol. It could be a huge plethora of things. But we're mainly going to be talking about drugs and alcohol because the addiction is really the disease of more. That's a perfect definition, the disease of more. I can't stop. I need more, more, and more. I need more food. I need to gamble more. I need to lose more money. I need to get more money. You could be addicted at the gym. You could be addicted for to getting money because you never get enough. You know, you, you know those people that go in the gym seven times a week and they spend all their free time there? That's an addiction. That's an addiction. So the addiction to drug and alcohol, these are some of the realizations that either you or somebody that you know can tell you, or maybe you've been told this in the past, or you need to look at that somebody that you know and you approach them like, yo, bro, sis, something has to stop because I see it because you don't see it, but I see it. Okay. The addiction to more. Are you an addict or is someone, you know, an addict? We're going to find out right now. We're going to find out right now. Okay. So signs that you may have a drug problem. Simple as that. You keep taking a drug after no longer needing it for a health problem. So let's say you broke your leg and you're in a lot of pain and you're taking an opiate opiate for that, right? You're taking Vicodin, you're taking Percocet, whatever it is. Oxycontin, I mean, if it's really bad, I don't even know if they prescribe that unless you have like cancer these days, but you have something like that, a powerful opiate, right? And then you're out of pain within three days, but they gave you like a 15 day supply. So instead of just like, you know, tossing it, um, 
appropriately tossing it, not just flushing it down the toilet, but approach appropriately bringing it to the pharmacy, whatever you have to do. Um, you continue to take it and maybe you double up on a dose and you start to feel like, oh, wow, I feel a little loopy and I feel a little on top of the world and I feel like I can conquer anything and I feel no pain and I could do this and that, you know, it's a possibility. You need more and more of the substance to get the same effect. And this is called tolerance. And you take more before you feel an effect. So right away, you start building up the, well, not right away, you start building up this tolerance, but then right away after that, you start building up this tolerance and you know right away that you are going to need two pills or you're going to need two bumps or you're going to need two lines or you're going to need two, you know, syringes full or double the syringe or even marijuana, ladies and gentlemen, because you can be addicted to marijuana as well. If you smoke it all day, every day, you definitely can be addicted to marijuana as well. I know a lot of places it's recreational and it's, you know, approved for recreational use. And a lot of places have it legal now. Not everywhere, but a lot of people do have it. A lot of places do have it legal now. And that's just what it is. So a lot of people look at it like there's no way that I can get an addiction to this. And there's no way that I can be addicted to this. But there's obviously, yes, if you pay attention to the definition Addiction is the disease of more, right? So if you're smoking nonstop all day, every day, and you can't even function, you know, if you go to school and you smoke a blunt beforehand, you go to work, you smoke a blunt beforehand, hang around the family, you smoke a blunt beforehand. To wake up or to go to sleep, you need a blunt. You know, you need to smoke some bowls. That could be considered an addiction, especially if you're smoking more and more and you start to build up a tolerance. Tolerance effect. Then... You feel strange when the drug wears off, okay? This is also building up a tolerance because you're having more and more in your system, and you may be shaky, you may be depressed, sick to your stomach, sweat, or have headaches. You may also be tired, not as hungry. In severe cases, you can even be confused, have seizures, or run a fever. Now, this obviously would be the side effects of taking a large amount of whatever drug it is, And then just stopping. Okay, so if you either stop cold turkey or you just get it out of your system a small bit by small bit, you can still experience these side effects, which most of the time, the only way to get rid of those side effects is to either use more of the drug or to just wait it out. And a lot of people don't want to wait it out because they're feeling so sick. They're feeling like absolute shit. So, of course, they're going to want to use more of the drug that they were using, and then instantly they'll feel better. Instantly they'll feel better. That's why when you hear about heroin users and most opiate users being dope sick, right? They're dope sick. They feel like they have the fever. They feel like they have chills. They feel like they're, you know, throwing up. If they're not already throwing up, they feel very, very nauseous. And then instead of just waiting that out for a couple of days, and some people actually go to detox to get that feeling off of them, because the people in detox will give you something that'll help with that. Instead of all that, they just use more of the drug. And then the sad part about that is a lot of heroin users and a lot of opiate users, they get to a point where they are only using, especially if they're shooting, if they're using a syringe, they are only shooting up and using to feel better, to not feel sick. They're not even feeling high anymore. They're not even feeling high like they used to, though, you know, the reason why they're even uh, hooked on this drug in the first place. So the reason that they have this addict mentality is because of the addiction from the medication 
for the drug that they are using more than they're supposed to, building up a tolerance, and then coming down and realizing that, wow, I don't want to feel like shit for a couple days, so I'd rather just use again. And then you just are in a continuous cycle, and that is addiction. You can't stop yourself from using the drug even if you want to. You are still using if even though it's making bad things happen in your life, like troubles with friends, family, work, or the law. Okay? So let's break it down. Things that can happen bad in your life. That could be a lot of things. You get evicted. You start fighting with people in your you know, your close circle. You start fighting with your friends. You start being more agitated. You start being more rageful. You're in a different mood all the time. Your mood is shifting all the time. You feel like you're just more angry in general. You feel like you're more depressed than general in general. Then you have trouble with friends. That's kind of what I said before. Family, you know, you never know. Your family could be completely torn apart when it comes to this stuff. And you just really don't know where that's going to take you. Work, very easy, you know, to get let go at your job or to get in a fight with your coworker or a boss. That's going to let go of, that's going to let you go of the, um, off the job. And then, of course, the law. A lot of addicts will deal with the law at some point of their drug using career, if you will, because that's just what happens. That's just what happens. If you are a drug addict and you become a hardcore drug addict and there's no if, ands, or buts about it, and you can't think of anything else but that, and you do have a realization of it, and you don't, you don't have uh, any denial, and you just know that this is what you are, eventually, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be jails, institutions, or death, okay? So jails, obviously, is the law part, and the law part, eventually, the law will come for you, and you will get arrested, and you will go to jail, and some people, multiple, multiple times, Next, you spend a lot of time thinking about the drug, how to get more, when you'll take it, how good you feel, or how bad you feel afterwards. Okay, so this is, again, the disease of more. The disease of more has completely occupied your brain because you have not even gotten high yet, and you are all you are thinking about for the whole day is thinking about it, thinking about using it, what's going to happen afterwards, where are you going to meet the dealer, I hope the dealer actually comes through this time. The feeling afterwards, oh, I hope I can get enough to last me through the morning. You're, last, you're, you're thinking about all these things, and you haven't even used yet. So that's obviously a huge component, and I want you guys to realize that and understand that if you're even thinking about it a lot, a lot, a lot, then that could be one of the signs. Next, you have a hard time giving yourself limits. You might say, oh, you'll only use so much, but then you can't stop. And you end up using twice the amount. Obviously, that just comes with the territory as well. Or you use it for more than you meant to. So a lot of times you'll be kicking yourself because you only bought a certain amount. You're just like, well, you know what? I'm going to quit after this. Or I'm only going to need up to a certain point throughout the night. And then I'll be fine. And then you that time of the day comes. And you realize that you really needed it. You really wanted it. You can't stop thinking about it. You're mad at yourself that you only, you know, copped a certain amount and that you have to wait for the next day. Hopefully that dealer will be around. You've lost interest in things you've once liked to do. Okay. That could mean 
a couple things. It doesn't have to mean that you're uh, in denial. It could also mean that you're just having mental health problems and you're just having depression problems and you're just, you know, isolating and becoming depressed and whatever. But a lot of that can be the direct cause and the direct reason of drugs and alcohol. Okay. Because again, that's your main, that's your life right now. That's your main go-to. That's your main thoughts. And that's the only thing that you can think of. And that's the only thing that's going to bring you joy. And that's the only thing that's going to bring you fun in life or recreational fun. Then of course, you're going to lose interest in other things that brought you joy and brought you happiness because you have, you see the world in tunnel vision right now. You've begun having trouble doing normal day-to-day activities like cooking or working. You drive or do other things dangerously, like heavy machines, while you are on the drug. You know, the exact thing that it says on a prescription bottle, especially if it's like an opiate or a benzo or something like that, where it says do not drive or operate heavy machinery, and you're doing both or one or the other. Very dangerous. That is how... You kill people, that is how you get a DWI or DWAI or DUAI, and that is how you hurt yourself or kill yourself. You borrow or steal money to pay for drugs. I mean, now we're really talking like if you don't think that this is a problem by this point, you really should not have any denial. Like you are a full-blown addict if you are stealing money to pay for drugs. I mean, there should be no, <laughs> there should be no questioning at this point or any denial at this point. You are a fucking addict. And I'm not saying it to judge anybody. Like I said, if you're not the person that I'm talking to right now, then you know somebody or you know a couple people or you're trying to, you know, you're trying to look out for your friend who is in denial or whatever like that. I was a dirty, disgusting addict for a very long period of time so i'm talking firsthand i'm not just like talking you know to make any judgments or to say this is what it is this is what it is but you have to experience that and that person that is involved is going to have to experience that and when you have a certain level of denial unfortunately a lot of shit happens before you hit that rock bottom when you hit that rock bottom you really are faced with a choice like well now i really now's the time or I'm going to kill myself. Now's the time, or it's going to be jails, institutions, or death if you didn't already make it there. You hide the drug use or effect it's having on you from others. Easier said than done. (laughs) Easier said than done. I mean, if you're drinking a little bit or you're smoking a little weed before work, that's a little bit different than like doing some lines of coke or shooting heroin and then showing up to work. A little bit different scenario. You're having trouble getting along with coworkers, teachers, friends, or family members. That kind of goes with what we were saying before. You sleep too much or too little compared to how you used to. Or you eat a lot more or a lot less than you used to. Also, depending on what drugs and what type of drugs that you're using. But that's definitely something to look out for. You know what I mean? Definitely uh, something to pay attention to. Because that can be very unhealthy as well. The less sleep that you get, plus you're consuming all these drugs, your health is definitely going to decline. You look different. Now, this is going to be something where somebody is going to have to tell you. 
Okay, somebody's going to have to tell you this because the drug addict themselves can look at themselves in the mirror if they even want to look at themselves in the mirror. A lot of them don't even want to look at themselves in the mirror. But if the drug addict looks at themselves in the mirror and they say, oh, I look fine, I look great. And then you go out into the world and people are looking at you like, you know, you're passing by like young kids are looking up to you be like, mommy, is that a drug addict? Like, yeah. You may have bloodshot eyes, bad breath, shakes, tremors, frequent nosebleeds, or you have gained or lost a lot of weight. You have a new set of friends at whom you do drugs with and go places to use drugs. Okay, that is, for the most part, that happens all the time as well, unless you are completely isolated. And I do know, and I have met, and for a short period of time on my drug use, it was myself as well that I would be completely isolated. I would just get the drugs and just use by myself completely in my apartment. And that shot my like psychosis through the roof and my mental illness completely through the roof um, because now I'm just by myself. But for the most part, you know, especially starting out, if you're going to be in denial or something like that, you have a lot of new friends and your old friends who actually do care and love you, who care for you and love you, are the ones that are reaching out and you're just ignoring and you're blocking or you're saying that you're busy all the time, whatever, and they don't see you, so they don't know how bad you're really doing. If you're on opiates or benzos, this is a main one. A lot of people go doctor shopping. Um, if you have more than one doctor to get prescriptions for the same drug or problem, um, I don't know how they do it now if they have a better system than they did maybe 10, 20 years ago when you could really go doctor shopping. Because sometimes you would have to go completely out of network. Sometimes you would have to go completely out of county. And people will do it. You damn, you best believe people will definitely do it, you know, if they had to. But as far as like all the local doctors, you have to go farther out than that because then they'll have you in the system and they'll be like, wait a second, you just had an appointment with Dr. Miller last week and you're coming here for more? You look in other people's medicine cabinets to take drugs. I really hope at this point you're not denying anything because if you have to deny that you're an addict and you're looking into you're looking in other people's medicine cabinets to take drugs, that is a problem. That is definitely a problem. I mean, most of this list is showing that you definitely have a problem, but a lot of people are just completely in denial and they don't really see it until you hear it on a podcast until your friend or a family member who loves you actually tells you what you actually look like or what you're doing or even inquires what you're doing and you're actually truthful for them, you know, truthful to them because a lot of a lot of drug addicts aren't truthful. Not at all. They're the most dishonest people in the world, drug addicts, the most manipulating people in the world. So they'll just manipulate a situation and just lie to your face, ask you for some money and then call it a day. And then the last one on this list, ladies and gentlemen, to take prescribed meds with alcohol or other drugs. Again, where it says do not do that and you're doing that anyway because you want to alter the effect or increase the effect of the medication that you are on. For the most part, that goes with benzodiazepines and opiates. All right, so Percocets, Oxys, Roxys, stuff like that. Um, Because if you drink with them, if you drink with benzos, The effect is amplified times 10, and a lot of addicts know that. And if you're doing both and you're, you know, not just experimenting with both, but if you're doing both, that's definitely a sure sure shot tell of you needing help, and you are definitely an addict. And like I said, addicts can be in all forms, 
and addicts can be in all different parts of the country, different parts of the world. Addicts can be in all different, you know, it doesn't, they don't discriminate, right? Any, any race, any gender, any whatever, it doesn't matter. It just all depends on if you want the help and when you're going to stop. Because if you stop, when you are kind of oblivious and you kind of don't know what's going on, that's probably your best bet because once the law is involved or you're in a halfway house or you just kill two people, you know, and you're in prison because you're, you're, uh, you have a DWI or something like that, or you just lost your whole family or CPS took your kids, you don't really want it to get to that point. And unfortunately, like 99% of the time that happens, 99% of the time that happens for a career drug addict. And if you take it to that one last 1%, then you already know what that is because if you're still alive, then you're not going to be alive for much longer. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Manic Monday here on Mixture of Variety Entertainment. And like I said, we're going on a wacky uh, time today right now. We're on castbox.fm, and this is going to be uploaded to Spotify, of course. And you guys can check us out wherever there is podcast platforms. That's where our podcast is. So go to Anchor and Google and Amazon and Spotify, of course, and you could check out all of our shit on Spotify and you could just Google us Mixture of Variety or Mixture of Variety Podcast. Please make sure to check out our YouTube show. We have an epic YouTube show. It's running strong. Everybody loves it. Make sure to check us out on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and type in Mixture of Variety Podcast and you will see our page. We have we just started uh, season four. We're just getting started with that. So make sure to check us out there. And also make sure to check me out on Rumble because I will be a host on Real Talk, A Journey with Jay. That's Real Talk, A Journey with Jay. Look out for it on Rumble. I'm going to be her first special guest tonight at 8 o'clock, and that's going to be recorded. And then she'll put it on Rumble either later tonight or tomorrow. All right, so make sure to check that out. Your boy, Patient Zero, will be a special guest. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, Thank you so much for tuning in. I go by the name of Patient Zero. Until next time, have a good day.